welcome to Intentional Guy. It's good to have you all here today with us. I'm here with uh, John. John is my son. And John, uh, John has a special. Yeah, John, say hi to everybody. John was worried if he looked cute or not on here. So we had to make sure. I look beautiful, so it's okay. John is, uh, John is actually in my book that came out, Exposed, uh, chapter 12 is entitled John's Story. And John is an incredible young man who has been through a lot in his life, but he is coming out at the top of it. And so I want to show a video clip um, that John, John did for church that will kind of introduce what we're talking about today. Hey guys, my name is John Swift. I've been going to Momentum for about five years. My story is how I was raped for about three years of my life. I had a family friend who I pretty much grew up with his daughter for most of my life. Whenever I was about 12 was the first time he assaulted me. One day he had asked me if I was circumcised. I told him no, I didn't know what that was. He had asked me to show him and then i did there was a lot of pretty bad stuff he would force alcohol down my throat he would drug my drinks he would make me go to sleep on his couch to assault me that went on for about three years i had walked away from church because i wasn't really comfortable with it i kind of had this huge guilt on my chest and it was a huge weight I didn't feel comfortable with it, so I kind of left. During the time that I walked away, it was tough. When you don't have God in your life, it's hard. There was a lot of depression, there was a lot of anxiety, PTSD. Tried to kill myself, ended up getting Baker acted. Whenever I came back to church, everyone just kind of had a smile on their face. Whenever I found Joe, he, he was there for me a lot. Then I met Connor. Connor was awesome. Then he kind of just brought more friends, good friends there to me, who also know Jesus and they're they're amazing. I saw justice. My abuser is in jail right now. If you're a person who feels guilty for something, whether it's stealing, lying, you're getting assaulted as a minor or even an adult, it's not your fault. It's not something to feel guilty about, but I understand that guilt. If you have some sort of trauma or guilt or fear, anger, that's not who you are. You're not any of those things. God makes you who you are, and God's not going to make you one of those things. Well, John, as a parent, first off, I want to say how proud I am of you and how incredibly brave you are in just doing that video right there um, that was filmed to actually uh, play for uh, the youth group. And... Uh, John has an incredible story and uh, it's you know it's not an easy story is it no so, no but you know I want to take a few moments here today because there's a lot of people uh, when I wrote my book I um, I talked about well it's got John's chapter in it and then I reveal in there um, something that none of my family knew that I had been uh, 
sexually assaulted when I was a young kid too. And after I wrote this book and it came out, there, and there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of fear in letting that book out. Uh, but I have gotten a lot of emails, letters, and things from other people who can relate so much to this. And a good friend of mine that you met, John, James Noggles, he read the book and he told me, and I, and I, I didn't tell you till the day, but how incredibly proud he was and, and how strong he thought you were for sharing that in the book. Um, That's cool. But enough, and, and I think you're going to find out a lot of people, God's going to take what you're doing and you're going to see a lot of lives change by having a, being brave about it. But, you know, it's your story. So I want you to tell a little bit because it's, that's just a small part of the story because it started yeah. a, there was a journey for you that you had to take. And yeah. I got to say, as, as parents, it was hard for me and your mom to sit back and watch. But God had to take you on a journey, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, it sucked me on how to go through that. Um, so, well, it kind of started with, obviously, the assaulting. Um, that was pretty much all in the video. There was a little bit more that went into it. But um, everything else that happened was kind of just downhill from there. Um, I got away from church. But during that process, I was still going to church. Uh, but then I left for about probably a year, year and a half. And then during that, I, I started working at a, uh, grocery store near me and me and my buddy, we started stealing money from the grocery store. And then we obviously ended up getting caught. We obviously ended up getting in trouble and getting charges. Now they were really lenient on us. They only gave us probation, but at that moment it was kind of just a snap like oh crap because I've, I've never been in that much trouble i've never even gotten referrals at school so no but i i think what's important that people don't don't know is um when we found out that this how we found out about the sexual abuse was um actually reading it in a paper the man was charged with another youth and this guy was basically like a a mentor to you that we saw and we didn't know he was grooming you and we had approached john and john wasn't ready at that point to share it and it was hard watching john um because what you're describing right now do you remember what my response was when you came home that night yeah you were just well, like well, super well, chill yeah you just on the I, couch. I, I i told you i i had been waiting for something like this to happen because i saw you running from god and um i your story hit so hard it i didn't deal with my story i never dealt with my sexual abuse until um Years was revealed, and then I, I was forced to. Yeah. You know? 
So I didn't mean to interrupt your story, but I wanted people to see that side that, you know, you were running and, and yeah. you know, you were working at, at this grocery store and then you, you, you took some money. And I remember that night, uh, she, she was at you, the grocery store immediately whenever I called her too. Let me tell you something. John's mom, we call her Nancy Drew. Because <laughs> she is, she's got that, that mother sense. She's her spidey sense. She knows when, when, her, yeah. when I feel bad for John and Holly because they can't mess up when they mess up. Mom knows it's, it's just weird. And she, I remember she walked out and she goes, I'll be back. I'm driving down to the store. Something's up. And I'm just sitting there. And like, you know, and I don't know why I ever doubt your mom because she's always right. Next thing she texts me. Well, there's a bunch of police cars at the, the store and i'm just like it wasn't a bunch it was like two but <laughs> but you know so john they 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 did put you in a diversionary program yeah yeah but uh, <clears throat> tell the rest of the story so the program it was super lenient for me obviously i for some of the other kids it, it was horrible but for me, it was good because, I mean, I'm not a bad kid, but. Uh, you needed that kick in the butt, didn't you? I really did. Because then after that, I started getting back into church. And then that's actually well, why how Why did I you was... get back into church? It was because well, that's a... they, they yeah. made him do community service. And so you you decided to do that through the church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the program gave me community service hours and then um shoot you met with joe that's when you got with joe yeah. and connor that you talked about in this video Dave. yeah and they actually helped me a lot with the uh, community service hours because they gave me a lot of work and it wasn't hard work because i've done it for i, did, I had done it for prior through about three years because i started doing it started doing production and kids and then i moved to the um all access which is for the big church um and that's a, that's so much fun i've had because i've done that for probably about four years now after kids yep. so that's that's been a lot of fun but no they've been teaching me a lot they kind of took me under their wing joe did and connor's been a good and friend to me and I think they really helped you because up to that point, John, we had John in counseling. John, so what happened was, uh, John, the night that everything came to head was John had drank a whole bottle of scotch. And I still think that's funny. <laughs> Shoot, so many people laughed at that. But what what happened that night was that was the night that me and you broke away because you didn't want to admit what had happened and yeah no, you had was... drank the bottle before that it was like two days ago when i found the empty bottle but the thing is when i confronted john you could see it on your face and that was when i finally had to confess i know what you're going through because i've been there too yeah and i i could see what it was and you were you know you you had gone to 
to, to alcohol or whatever you could, um, trying to take care of the pain, self-medicate. Yeah. Yeah. Now I, now I say it's funny because I'm, I'm well past that. That was years ago. But at that time, obviously, it wasn't funny. I was very emotional. I was like, as soon as he called me out, I was like crying. You broke but, down. But that was a great breakthrough because that was the first time that you admitted what happened. And speaking it, what a lot of people don't understand when you're victims of trauma or even your own sin and stuff like that, uh, once you're able to speak it, though, it takes away that power it has over you. And I remember that night, I could see relief on you. Once you were able to share some of that with me, it, it was like that burden was kind of lifted off of you. Yeah, right after I got my phone back. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, you were grounded uh, <laughs> with it. But some of the some of the, the things and why we're on here is um, that journey that you took. Uh, because once you decided to give that to God, what I saw was a young man who decided no longer to be a victim. Joel Osteen, um, I really, he has some great quotes out there. One of Joel Osteen's quotes is, you're not a victim, you're a victor. You would have opposition if there were not something amazing in your future. And I really feel that for John. I feel like God has so much greatness for you. And what the devil meant for evil, you know, here's that verse. Um, no, it's right here. Uh, Genesis 50, 20 says, for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good to bring it about that many should be kept alive as they are today. And, and, the devil tried to take you out with what happened with this man. And this man was someone that we all trusted and knew. And we had no clue that this stuff was going on and taking place. But you, once you committed to God and turned that around, you changed. And yeah, and, and your attitude changed. You know? What yeah. would you... And Sorry, what would you say was the biggest um, help to you moving forward from all that? Um, probably counseling. Counseling, I mean, it was really hard, but because while I was going through that, I actually ended up um, having really suicidal thoughts as well. And so I got put on medicine for a little bit for that. And so that was really hard. Yeah, that was really hard. And but um, that was, but I think that was, I think God had to take you there to get you, because you weren't really opening up to her as much yeah. as you probably should. Yeah, that made me get really close to my counselor, and I also met a lot of friends in the hospital who were super cool. I mean, even the nurses. The nurses were super supportive. I mean, it was a great hospital. Um, then the medicine, the medicine helped a lot. I'm off the medicine now, but it helped a lot. Um, then counseling. Counseling was probably the most, the most supportive thing because, well, I mean, it kind of gives you that person to just kind of cling to. Yeah. 
and and you can tell you can like i said once you can speak it and get it out and put light on it it takes away the power from it that it has you know um there's there's another verse not to be real preachy on here today or anything like this but you know how how do we talk about being an intentional guy and changing our lives when we don't use the word and um first peter 5 8 it said be sober minded be watchful your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour and that's what he was doing with you he was trying to devour you but what i'm so proud about with you is you know once you hit that rock bottom when and 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 that was when you got in trouble to be honest uh when you got arrested and um what you say arrested i didn't get arrested like that <laughs> well you, think, you got put in handcuffs you got put into a police car your well, mom had front. to go down there yeah you know but we did it the right and, way we didn't like i didn't get arrested right there on there no john the john turned himself in and but the thing is that's when you started taking ownership of everything um and and that's when you stopped being a victim and started being a victor was then, you know, because once you can own it, then you can start fixing it and you can start changing it. And, and one thing that I told John was, uh, John, trust your counselor now. Go through this stuff because you, here I am, 55 years old. I've gone through two divorces, terrible relationships, and not be, and I own it. Uh, when you read my book, you're going to be shocked. I mean, I had the FBI at my door, and and it was hard for me to write this because there's stuff John didn't even know until he he read the book, you know, and I yeah. was scared. But the enemy wanted to take me out, you know, and I didn't want John to be 55 years old and then dealing with it like I was. And I'm so proud that you you dealt with that now and that you continue uh, he, you, you continue to go to counseling you know yeah. you're continuing to do things to make yourself healthy and yeah. and I love and watching that with you it is crazy how quick something like that helps though because I mean it's been a year and I mean it's changed so much it's gotten so much better and I'm actually about ready to get out of counseling and start yeah. going to the military and them you yeah but, and, but but you what happened was you started trusting the process and and i think that's something that mean you can encourage other people out there is um absolutely. trust the process because you can go kicking and screaming and not not follow the process and then next thing you know you might be sitting in the back of a police car because the trauma is going to get to you sooner or later. You can only hold it in so long, right? But trusting yeah. that process, that's what brought healing to you. But then what I love so much, too, it's the relationship that God brought to you with Joe from our church and Connor. Those two guys poured into you. And they, I wouldn't say they, they, they didn't act super spiritual around you and all this stuff, but they built yeah. a relationship with you. And actually that relationship 
got me closer to God too, even though they weren't super spiritual. I mean, they actually looked at me more of a friend than anything else. I mean, they still, that friendship is still based in the church. So yeah. it's, to, I mean, the, the reason why I go every Sunday, see Joe and Connor, I'm doing what I love doing. I love doing production. It's still getting me closer to the church. I mean, I listen to the um, videos of preaching uh, like three times during the day. I mean, and, yeah. And you know what I like, John, from where I sit as a parent, I love seeing the change in you. I am so proud, and I know your mom is, of the man that you're com- you're becoming um, because it, I, I can't tell you how hard it was as parents, and, and especially your mom. It was so hard to we, – we had to we – had, we had to trust the process too. And I remember there were several nights that your mom cried, and I was like, trust the process. He's taking the steps. He will get better. And now we're seeing the fruits of your labor, of everything that you've done, you know. And um, it's, it's shining through really good. You know, you, you can be proud. John's getting ready to, uh, his dream is to, uh, he graduates next month, just turned 18, and is, is wanting to go into the military. But, but one thing that John wants to do is uh, me and John hope, Maybe by this time next year, we're going to do some speaking engagements together. Um, John wants to uh, share his story with other teenagers. Uh, you know, that was one of the reasons why we, we're doing this podcast today, too, is to give other people maybe the strength and the courage to step forward. Right, John? Because uh, do you remember the yeah. night that we all sat and told you that we this guy was arrested for this other kid and we confronted you yeah and how scared you were sitting there because you were what were you do you remember why you were afraid yeah i was getting interrogated yeah you, you were getting <laughs> interrogated but yeah i can see where you see but but also you were afraid that these secrets would become up because this guy he groomed you you yeah. know and it took you yeah, a while funny. to realize that this guy had lied to you all this time and that what he did to you was wrong. And I mean, it, it messed you up a little bit because you were forced to deal with something that you shouldn't have had to at such a young age, you know? So let me ask you this, uh, for people who are watching, because we know there's people watching that have family members or themselves have, gone through this but have not trusted the process yet or have not um you know done something about it what would you do to encourage them i mean do it trust the (laughs) trust it i mean because the success that comes from it i mean i've gotten so much done in the past year last week i was making more money than I ever have doing production for a professional concert. So the, an 18 year old doing that because I've had three years learning doing production from a church. So, I mean, the, and all that is from God. I wouldn't have that if it was, if I hadn't gotten closer to the church, if I hadn't gotten arrested, if I haven't gotten through those hard times, but you have to, 
go through counseling and grind to get all that. I mean, because when you haven't gotten through that, you're depressed all the time. I mean, you don't get anything done. Yeah. Mike, Mike can relate to that. He was working out of prison whenever he was in his more depressing times. And a lot of that was from the prison. But Well, a lot of it was yeah. from what had happened in my life. And I didn't realize exactly. it until the other day you told me, and, and it kind of hit home to me because I didn't realize a lot of things until after I left the prison, but also not until I dealt with everything because I ran from God. Uh, there were several years that we weren't in church, and that wasn't because of John. That was because of me and uh, because of me and my wife, uh, we were running from God, you know. And uh, when we got out, John said something to me the other. He goes, he goes, yeah, you used you used to be miserable. You used to be really cranky. And I was like, but what I liked about it was is that you have seen a change in me since I have taken the journey as well yeah. to, you know, writing that book was really healthy for me. But mine and your relationship was healthy for me. Me and you, you know, I had to share my I had to share my story with you, and you shared your story. Together, we were able to help each other heal from something that was horrible. Yeah, and look, I mean, look how you successful you've gotten too. I mean, you just got a new job. You're making a lot of money now. You just started all these podcasts. You got people buying your books. I mean, yeah, I wish that was. <laughs> I wish I was bringing in the dough. Dude. But what I do like is you said something. I, I, I have a job that allows me now to do more ministry, but that's paying me to do what I like. I work with juveniles uh, in the in the juvenile system, helping them, and that's stuff that I like doing. God's given me a, has given me a purpose i believed a long time ago when i fell um because i fell into sin really bad that god would never use me again and i think this has been the happiest year of my life because i got victory in that you know and i'm proud of john because john's not going to be an old man like me before he gets victory in it he's got victory now because you've done the hard work to get there you know so yeah i just i want to tell you how proud i am of you today for being on here with me uh doing this podcast and i i do i because i know how guys are we don't say it but i think this is a great opportunity if joe if joe and connor are watching right now what would you like to say to them i love you guys y'all are awesome I mean, thank y'all so much for everything y'all have done for me. Connor, you've been a great friend. Joe, you've been an awesome mentor. I mean, you taught me everything that I know. You're you're awesome, dude. So yeah. I appreciate I, it. I'm going to tell you, we go to a church called Momentum. Tim Payne is our pastor. I love Tim because uh, Tim, I, I, John didn't didn't know probably, but you know, we confide in our pastor right away once we had these suspicions. And our church, let me tell you, if you're not in a good church, man, you, you got to. Because I don't know how we would have survived this had we not had our church family, right? Absolutely. They, they did that. And I love, Tim's invested in you. 
uh, you guys went to uh, a retreat, and I know Tim, you and Tim have had uh, some conversation, and it's it's been a community there. Our church, they love John. They love John. And um, Cindy Warren, all the time, uh, if I say your name, Cindy Warren goes, I just love that boy. <laughs> I just love John, you know? And John, yeah. John has one of those. He's a charmer with the ladies. I'm purdy. He's purdy. What can so, I say? Well, John, thank you for coming on here. This was incredibly brave for you to share your story today. And I and let me tell you, we're talking to any of you people out there that you're dealing with this. This has been in your past. You haven't dealt with it before. Maybe this happened 30 years ago, 40 years ago. Maybe this happened last week. Yeah. You you don't have to be in this alone. You know, there are people who will help you and love you. And if you don't know what to do, reach out to us. We'll help you. We'll doesn't matter if you live in a different state, whatever. We'll find the help for you. Because God does not want you to be a victim. He does not want you to be a victim. And John, I'm so proud of you. I love you. And I, I just can't wait to see what the future is going to be with you. So let's sign off now. So tell, so tell everyone goodbye, pretty boy. Bye, goodbye. pretty boy. <laughs>